The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. So today is about cheat days or cheat meals, cheat snacks. So basically my life. Pretty much. <laughs> I was actually thinking that as I was putting this together. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. Have you ever signed yourself up for a cheat day? Or maybe you call it a treat day. Maybe your version is a cheat night. <laughs> the week while you're away on holiday or the month after you've done a cleanse or been on a restricted diet or what Chris does. And what do you call it, Chris? You have a cheat life. Yes, my life. I knew you were going to bring me into this. <laughs> the minute you came up with this idea, you're like, yeah, let's just out him for the sloth that he is. <laughs> sloth. <laughs> just sit or, or koala maybe that's a better just sit and eat all the right <laughs> i think koala nails it on the head that's it that's it now i think for mo for most people they they can certainly uh you know you can identify with this but someone like chris and i'm not saying that this is a bad this this episode is maybe not for everyone because they don't have this problem and they live a little bit more like chris where every <laughs> meal every day anytime you eat this one mouthful at a time it's an opportunity for a cheat yeah you need to be uh focused doing something to be cheating on it right like you actually yes. have to be actually applying something <laughs> healthy to your life <laughs> yes to then actually cheat on that process <laughs> quite yes so right there we've nailed it on who this episode is for and who it is not for all right so, so but uh, having having said that just you know hang around because yeah. there's always something that you can do better and we'll see what chris thinks that he might switch up if oh. anything really because uh, i could just i could just you know have a seat here on the floor <laughs> and if you need me you just call me because you're obviously <laughs> not talking to me <laughs> so All right. So there can be varying degrees of discipline to any exercise or way of eating. We all know that. And sometimes it's easy to be like uber focused. You're starting something new. You're all geared up. You're ready to go. And then the novelty kind of wears off. But you actually don't want to lose that momentum that you've made. Like you're in it. You're like, well, I'm not so excited about all these really super healthy meals anymore. And holy crap, it's a lot of chopping. Can I just go and get something? But you don't want to lose the progress where you found yourself sleeping better or you're pooping better. Maybe you've got way more energy and your skin has cleared up. Like the fear of messing things up is real. And I often get asked, what can people do when their willpower completely wanes from their really great healthy focus? 
If you're on a keto diet, for instance, oh God, would you just have some carbs or is it okay if I have carbs or, or, oh God, my, what my friend is eating are those fries. They look so good, but I'm going to ruin it. Or if you follow just an overall diet that is really like little to none or low sugar and refined foods, but you just want some ice cream from that truck on a really hot day, but you're kind of like, oh, What's going to happen when I do that? Where does this kind of thing fall in the scope of being healthy, both physically and mentally? Because you can really beat yourself up about this stuff. And there's a lot of shame and you know, even self-deprecation about it all, thinking, oh, God, why did I do, do that? So not worrying too much, feeling that guilt and shame, as I said, you know, it just comes along with it. And we don't really want to be there. We definitely don't want to feel badly about what you're eating. So how can you just enjoy yourself and move on? Today on Eat This with Leanne, a question from a loyal listener about cheat days. What is the best way to cheat from a health and mental health perspective? When people are on like a highly regimented diet or exercise plan, or, you know, you're just following something that you think you're doing really well, they often talk about a cheat day. That could be a day of having pizza or what's perceived more as a sinful type food. And maybe that's come from someone like myself who typically talks more about the color of eat a rainbow every day and all the colorful foods doesn't typically tend to happen on top of pizza. <laughs> well, uh, I had a question from a loyal listener. His name's Paul. And he asked, what would be the best way to have a cheat day without blowing it all and losing all the discipline of his usual diet and exercise routine? So here he is with what inspired this episode. Hey, guys, I absolutely love your podcast. My question for you today is about cheat days. I'm really conscious throughout the week of what I eat. I try to get in exercise, maintain my health, but sometimes I want a day off and something, I don't know, cheesy or sweet or even a few adult bevies. What can I do to have a cheat day without feeling guilty about what I'm eating? Now, I also heard from another listener asking out in our community, Adrian. Now, this was a different, this was an interesting one. And Chris, you're going to get a good laugh at this. I think Adrian, he's got a pretty healthy diet going on already because he's suggested where he said that his cheat days look like a turkey burger and sweet potato fries, but <laughs> only loaded with cheese. No, actually, he does load it up with cheese and a bacon and he has a white bun. So for him, that's his cheat day. He also said that he makes homemade thin crust piece pizza using imported double O flour from Italy. Holy smokes, where is that coming from? Because I want some. So it's literally a meal that's easy to digest in about an hour. So it means that he doesn't feel bloated or heavy whatsoever afterwards. Now on his pizza, he likes buffalo mozzarella, basil, arugula, and some sliced chicken. That's sounding like my kind of pizza, I have to say. That's okay. gourmet. okay. That flour from Italy, I know that anybody that that has a an issue with with gluten or gets bloated afterwards will definitely want to use that something like that. So I actually think that's a pretty healthy looking yeah, pizza. Yeah, he's only loosening the noose a little. Like that, that, that I'm not sure if he's <laughs> if he has to go and and, and the noose. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think he has to go into confession over the sins he's committed over that meal. No, no neither. No. Those, those both sound tasty and he's still putting effort 
into it. It's not like he's, he's off still to a, putting yeah, effort yeah, in it. Totally. But but I think I think the the biggest thing to take away from this is everyone has a different idea of what a cheat is. And there's nothing wrong with whatever your version is. If you're more on Adrian's side of things or you're more on Chris's side of things, doesn't matter. The headspace is the same. The food that you're eating might be different, but you still, even if you're a super healthy eater all the time, something like what Adrian ha- is, is eating does feel like a cheat day. Whereas Chris is changing up the type of ice cream is going to be something a little bit different. I'm really making you sound bad here, too, buddy. So no. you better come in. You better come in with, uh, you know, with some sort of defense. At no, some listen, point. listen, listen, I, I wear it proud. I I, have, I know you do. I, the last thing I do is feel guilty about a single morsel of food that I put in my mouth. Not one. Perfect. So I mean, it, yeah. So to live in my headspace is a completely different uh, game. Yeah. And that's good, too. That's totally fine, too. All right. So back to Paul's question of what is the best way to cheat? How is he going to have a drink and not feel guilty or feel like he's totally fallen off the wagon? And what foods are delicious, but still give a bit of a nutritional factor to them? So first of all, let me say that by having a regularly scheduled cheat day each week can actually be really good if you're on some sort of weight loss program because it helps to prevent the binges that happen when you just get you just get to the end of your rope and you're like that's it and I'm going to go for it because you know that it's going to be something like you know eat the whole box of cookies or the whole package <laughs> of cookies or the chips from top to bottom or whatever it is because you haven't like allowed yourself to do that you you're being so mm. stringent with yourself and and these sort of like planned cheat days, cheat meals, whatever you want to call it. I don't actually really like that whole philosophy of calling it a cheat day or cheat meal. Just, you know what I'm like. I'm just, I just think if you really feel like it right now, eat it and move on. But there are some people that just need that box. They need the boundary around that. So these are the people that I'm talking to a little bit more here today. So really allowing yourself, giving yourself this Saturday night, this all day Sunday, whatever it is, you know that you've got that coming. And then that does tend to help a lot of people just sort of stay on track the rest of the week. And like I said, it can prevent those out of control binges, can help reduce cravings and even provide a mental break from just dieting and as well boost your metabolism. You know, you got to challenge it every now and then, too. So you can think of doing this maybe in a slightly healthier way. Let's say your usual thing is like is a double stuffed crust pizza. I don't even know if I've ever tried that myself. <laughs> or you go for like a triple scoop Sunday because you just got to have it all or beer battered onion rings. Now, if those are your things, then welcome to some sort of cheat meal paradise. You can go that far. The problem with cheating yourself when you've been successfully eating well, that you can just go that too far. And maybe what I've just mentioned is where you go. And maybe it's not. I actually remember speaking with a prospective client. I actually do a 20 minute discovery call when someone wants to work with me just to make sure that we're a good fit of working together. And she shared with me that she actually was really scared, actually scared, did not know how to deviate from her usual paleo diet. I was actually really, it it gave me pause to think, wow, okay, she's actually scared of the consequences and what might happen if she eases off on her diet. And she wasn't so happy about it anymore, which is why she was reaching out. So again, I just took that as information that this is what some people out there are experiencing. 
fear, real fear of coming off of a particular way that you've been eating for a period of time. You know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of that. Have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption? Yes. Okay. So you remember how the inmates would get institutionalized because they were restricted for so long that on the mental side of things, when they had their freedom, they had a tough time coping with it. They had a tough time figuring it out. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's kinda, I think we can. I think we can all relate to that with with uh, lockdowns yeah, and COVID. isolations yeah, yeah. and all of that kind of thing. Sure. We've all been living that to a point where we have such a new normal where we kind of don't actually know what tomorrow's going to look like. You know, are we going to be locked down again? Or okay, fine. Like the second and third lockdowns and things like that. We we were not. It didn't hurt our brain quite as much because we'd already experienced it. Whereas, as you're saying, in isolation. For the for the guys in that in that movie, then yeah, it's hard to reintegrate. So that's it's, it's really along the same lines is uh, is what this particular client was talking about. I don't think I could make it on the outside, Andy. I've been in here most of my life. I'm an institutional man now. So let's talk about some meals and snacks that can be like a bit of a somewhere in the middle from not having, you know, the boxed mac and cheese with powdered stuff that maybe you're craving. And, you know, if you end up doing that, that's okay. But maybe let's try and keep a little bit more in the middle of the road. So let's talk about some meals first. The number one food probably that you're going to go craving maybe is something like a big fat burger. Mm -hmm. You want to hit the drive through. You want it loaded, loaded. I think I saw recently that there's like a triple patty something out there now. And, you know, it's like a tall as a skyscraper. I'm not sure how you're going to fit it in your mouth, but I'm sure you would. (laughs) So in that case, if you want the, you know, all the sauce and all those kind of things, well, what can you go and order instead? Well, how about more of a naked cheeseburger that actually has real cheese and maybe the sweet potato fries like what Adrian does? So you get to still have the burger, but maybe not all of the sauces, the bacon and the plastic cheese, because that's not real. There's really next to no dairy in processed cheese. So you can easily ditch that one. But how great would a really lovely old cheddar taste on some sort of burger? I don't know where a drive through is for that, but I'm quite sure that there is one somewhere. Some of the gourmet burger places use real cheese. Yes. yes. So yeah. I mean, it, it, it's still fast food, but they've sort yep. of upped the ante a little bit. You pay a little bit more, uh, yep. but you, you do definitely get fresher and, and better stuff. And it tastes better. I can remember going to a restaurant and their burger is like chopped steak or something Mm. like that. Mm -hmm. And 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 that absolutely spoke to me far more because I didn't really want the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're dealing with something that's grass fed and finished that we learned about on our uh, episode about True Local, then that's okay, And you can either make that yourself. But that's not the same thing when you have a cheat. Maybe it's a burger at home. Fine. But you kind of maybe want to go out and order something. So find a damn fine burger and enjoy every mouthful of it. All right. So I mentioned mac and cheese. Now, what about making that again at home rather than from the box? Or you can buy healthier boxes of them if it all just has to go into a saucepan. But maybe try like a chickpea pasta or even a gluten-free pasta and ease also on that usual bloated feeling that you get after having that kind of thing if you've got an issue with uh, with gluten or maybe just wheat. Now, nachos. 
that came up from someone that was a, a lovely addition. Mm, nachos, they feel really sinful. And there can be million calories of saturated fat, but also yumminess in that. So maybe rather than the ground beef, like again, unless it's a grass fed and finished, then go vegetarian for that time. Maybe load up with some great black beans or even cannellini beans, which are white kidney beans, and then load up with some colorful peppers, pecorino cheese that melts really well. That's a, a sheep's milk cheese, which is delicious. A lot like a like a goat's cheese, parmesan. No oh, more parmesan. like a parmesan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a, a little lighter, the heavier cheeses, the more dense type cheese that grate well, they you just don't tend to need as much because there's a lot of saltiness in there too. You could add some really good monounsaturated fat from avocado in there, some tomatoes and some jalapenos, and you've got some really good quality protein, some fiber in there and some super healthy fat. There can be a really healthy version of this. Now I've been known to make pizza and there's actually a recipe in my book, Sprout Right Family Food, my award-winning book. I'll just add that in there. <laughs> I always have ding, to ding, do ding, that, ding, don't ding, I? Ding, ding, ding. ding. Um, and my pizza has, you know, like a good half inch of vegetables all chopped up, looks like a rainbow. And half the time they all fall off and the cheese is actually there to just hold it together and, and have it so that it's, you know, kind of dripping off or dropping off instead of like whoop, right off the whole thing. So that's in my books for Right Family Food if you want to check that one out. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. Now, how about some cheat snacks? Now, people tend to fall into two different categories. You're either like salty, that's your go-to. It's like chips, it's fries, it's pretzels, it's the roasted peanuts or the microwave popcorn or like the cinema popcorn type of thing. Uh, and oh, that's your go-to. Not so much sweet, but you're a bit more savory. So a favorite of mine is to actually make up a trail mix with some raisins or some type of dried fruit in it and sprinkle on some Himalayan sea salt or even some sriracha salt, which gives it a bit of a nice, you know, a bit more of a kick going on there. The salt actually sticks to the raisins if you need to have it stick to everything. And you can put a drizzle of olive oil on that, on your almonds, your walnuts, your brazils. Uh, you can throw in some seeds, pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds. And you end up with a really varied taste with tons of fiber, loads of essential fats, omega-3 and omega-6, and some iron from the raisins. But you still have that sort of savory with a little bit of salt going on. And that's a really great snack to have instead. Now, homemade popcorn. I make this in a pan with coconut oil because rather than you can do, definitely do the air pop, but if you want to have anything stick to the popcorn, it's not going to if you just do the air pop. So I make mine in a pan with a, I think about three tablespoons of coconut oil with a third of a cup of popcorn unpopped, obviously just the kernels. And I don't need to add anything else to it because all that oil is ended up slightly on top of the popcorn. And then a little sprinkle of salt or truffle salt sticks really well. Now in general, please ditch the microwave stuff. It is just full of so many chemicals and it's just not good. I could go on about that for ages, but just ditch it. Popcorn is actually, it's a whole grain that's 
100% unprocessed with no additives or hidden ingredients if you actually sit down and think about it. And that's really what you want to do with it is you just want to want to pop it. My kids, when they make popcorn, they actually get some real butter. They put that on the stove. They add in a splash of maple syrup and then they put on a little bit of salt so that they've got the salt and sweet thing going on but made of all natural ingredients, nothing coming from the inside of that microwave popcorn bag or whatever it is in the cinema popcorn. And when you go to the movies, I don't know what that stuff is. It's all chemicals and bright orange and it's stuff. Popcorn. So again, it's popcorn. It looks yeah, like popcorn. But, it tastes like popcorn. It's popcorn. Yeah, but it got a lot of stuff on it. Now, if you're going to the baseball game or something like that, then that's a whole other matter. You can definitely go for that because that's a whole that's part of the experience, right? So when you wait, right. wait, 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 when you go to the movies, what do you do? Take some coconut oil, some uh, unpopped popcorn, some sriracha salt, I, I, and a little. I take my. I take, my, little I take my little stove. <laughs> you just yep, plug that's it in. It. Yep. Yeah, I do. I do. And then I'm like, no, sorry, I'm not sharing with this row. This is just for us. No. <laughs> You can't be part of this party. Get your own. Oh, I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I have actually been known to take my own popcorn in, in a bag yeah. because I, I actually find the taste and the aftertaste in my mouth of that popcorn really unpleasant. Like it's, it's kind of the same thing where I think, oh, I could just do some salt and vinegar chips. And if they're, you know, your, your typical brand that you find in the supermarket, it takes the roof off of my mouth from all of, I don't know, whatever it is. And then it's like the roof of my mouth is peeling for days. <laughs> my tongue, my tongue feels odd and I don't know what it is in there, but it just doesn't make me feel good. So I choose to go buy chips that are, don't have all of that MSG maybe, or whatever, whatever right. it happens to be that's in there. So you get to a point where it's actually not worth it or you think it is and then you go do it anyway and they're like all oh, right <laughs> so, damn forgot see, that you, that's what happened if you just conditioned your body to prepare itself for the nuclear uh, additives that come from those chips then you'd be yep. fine right i've I've, probably would. I've developed scabs all over my body having to deal there with the go. kind of food that i put in there yep yep <laughs> see so i'm just i'm conditioned to deal with it that's it. You can condition yourself to drinking every single day as well. You can condition yourself to pretty much anything. But as soon as you make that change, as soon as you ditch the sugar and then you go back and have that sweet brownie or whatever, then you just think, what is that? <laughs> because your tastes can change. Right. So even when you on a Saturday, when your cheat day comes up and you think, I'm just going to go and have that donut or whatever it is you take one mouthful and you think yeah. whoa that does not taste the same as it used to yeah and that's that's what i find for especially for friends that have gone a healthier path yep is that suddenly the cheat day they have a cheat day they schedule them out but yep. then slowly they start to lose those cheat days that mm. they become um they become less and less because suddenly th that kind of food just doesn't really agree with them anymore. And you know what often happens? And I think listeners, if you just have a think about this for a moment, when I think about having a hot dog and popcorn at a baseball game, mm. it's because of the people that I was with when I was a kid. Like I would go with my aunt like that. It's, it's a memory induced want it's a sentimental. To, re yeah. to recreate something that I used to do and how I felt back then. 
Yeah. And I think that that's a really important thing to recognize. If you used to be a drive through person because you drove to work with someone and you always had a great chat and you got your donuts and your coffee or whatever it happens to be, there's also that part of the experience of food because food is so experiential. So see, as you go through this, you know, as you're listening to this episode, see what comes up for you, as I mentioned that, because very often, if I go to a game now, I would never have a hot dog. I can't tell you the last time I have a hot dog. I would just not feel good right. and it would not not feel good in my mouth. I just wouldn't enjoy any part of it. I, mean, I would go for the chicken tenders or something like that because I know it's real. Right. And I'm past that memory now because I've been to a few more games on, you know, different situations. So, but yeah, I'll have a nice glass of wine. So it's a more adult situation for me. I, I made the mistake of, uh, for sentimental purposes, I came across yep. fruit roll-ups. Remember oh. fruit roll-ups? So yeah, we, we, every once in a while, mom would throw one of those in the lunch bag when I was a kid. Very rare, yep. but she would sometimes, you know, spend that extra, you know, 50 cents, yep. grab the good fruit roll-ups instead of the no-names. And yep. I would, the excitement of seeing it in my lunch bag, I can still feel the, it's a palpable feeling. Yes. And, and so I saw it in the store and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get those for my kids. I knew it was for me, but I, in my brain, yep. I justified it by thinking I'm going to put those in my kids' lunch and sure. bought them, brought them. I didn't even get them home. I ripped the be- the box open in the car and had one. Yep. And yep. by the time I got home, I'm, I, in my, I'm like, okay, so. I wonder if they'll take the box back. <laughs> what if they'll yes. take the fruit roll? I did not enjoy it at all. From, oh no! From the get go, the minute it hit my taste buds, it was like, mm, nope. <laughs> yep. Yep. How it's, in the isn't world? it interesting how it's like that that impulse purchase? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And again, for same thing as you, it came from a sentimental place. Yeah. And and yeah. and it was the it was a bad decision. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay. So don't groan at this one because truthfully, kale chips can make a really great substitute for potato chips. And there's also like popped chips and all those kind of things now. And the root chips, have you seen those like the sweet potato and the beet chips, Mm -hmm. that smidge of color is probably is a better option to the white potatoes. So you can go and try some of those. And a lot of people I know, they say, Oh God, I love them. They're so great. Are the taro root chips. They have all those little lines in them they look really cool too so you can very easily find better substitutes for those salty type snacks that you want now what if you're the sugary person you're like no keep your salty stuff i need the sugar now i know that ice cream is chris's one of chris's (laughs) go-to thank you (laughs) so how about making a homemade ice cream now again in my award-winning book Sprout Right Family Food, I have a three-ingredient ice cream. You can make it with an ice cream maker or not. There's both options in my book. And it has blueberries, but really any fruit would do. Right now, peaches are in season, so that would be awesome. But I always have blueberries in in my freezer, so really I can make this at any time of year. Then you add in maple syrup and real cream. What's better than like real cream? That fat tastes so good. And if you want to do an alternative, you could totally try that. I've also had people use coconut milk for making this, but that's it. Three ingredients. There's no guilt there at all. And it tastes incredible. Now, chocolate, that's probably number two on more, maybe even number one on most people's list. Now, what if you could just do a plain dark chocolate? 
it takes it's an acquired taste so yeah. it takes a little a little bit of getting to i know chris you don't like it at I still, all I, I, every once in a while i try and 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 i try and get it into my diet knowing yes. full well that it's better than most of the crap that i buy at the store yep and i just i can't get used to it i i, no. I even took the i even took the advice of the chocolatier we had on the show and yes. how she said just take a small piece put it in your mouth allow it to melt on your tongue, really, really sort of enjoy and, and commit to that piece of chocolate. Right. And I still, I can't do it. I just can't. I think that for, in your case, that could potentially speak to like, I'm going to call it a bit more of a global sweet tooth Mm. where, whereas I don't, really eat the ice cream or if I do I'm just using that as an example I don't really eat those foods regularly so to me the chocolate tastes different whereas years ago oh my god if it wasn't like the the I mean what the fluffy filling in some or the oozy caramel or whatever it was like oh you're dead to me so (laughs) you know so you go through these different phases for instance so even in Chris's case or anyone else's case, rather than buying the oozing caramel, the peanut butter fill, the light and fluffy, I don't even remember the name of those, you know, whatever that's called, just buy chocolate. Chocolate squares that come in a bar and or even just go and have a handful of chocolate chips if you need a chocolate fix. That's something I've changed. I Instead of buying uh, a semi-sweet or a milk chocolate chocolate chip, because I like throwing yep. them on the ice cream, I buy a dark chocolate chip. And it's beautiful. It, and yeah. And it's it balances it out beautifully. So if you're adding it to something, I mean, some people maybe would go and have a handful of those chocolate chips or even add it into that trail mix that I talked about with the raisins and the little sprinkle of salt. Yeah, that would be delicious. That would be so good. And again, a cheat, but like a middle of the road kind of cheat. Now, cookies, they've got to be on someone's list somewhere. So you can have like a healthier version. But in my book, once again, I as I was putting this episode together, I thought I actually have a whole bunch of recipes in my book for this. So this is great. The chocolate chip cookie has seven ingredients, one of which is actually the chocolate chips. So once again, a really non, uh, non-refined, it's, it's, they're made with oats, super easy to make. And they, the plate is uh, emptied in like minutes. They taste incredible. So you can always find ingredients uh, or recipes that are much cleaner than your typical bags box of Oreos or the oatmeal version that you're going to buy in a store already ready-made. Brownies, that might be on someone's list as well. Now, I also have a sinless chocolate brownie recipe in my book. It's gluten-free. You can use gluten-free flour or you don't have to, but you'd never know it. There are recipes out there that also include black beans or beets or sweet potatoes. And, you know, I've even seen one that has avocado in it. So not only is the richness there, the chocolate's there. So that could mean that the deprivation isn't there as well. Now, another thing that Paul asked about, he asked about alcoholic drinks. So, of course, it's the weekend, it's the end of the day, it's five o'clock somewhere, whatever that looks like. <laughs> You're a rum and coke. What about a dark and stormy, which is ginger beer with rum? And most ginger beers tend to have, I don't know, like 50 grams of sugar in it. They're ridiculous. Long Island iced tea might be your thing. A mudslide, a white Russian, a daiquiri, a Mai Tai. Pini coladas are dripping with calories. And uh, what about a 24 case of beer? <laughs> you know, all of that stuff is might just be 
part of a day or a weekend. The more sugar, even the simple syrup that's in a frozen margarita, well, it's only going to lead to you wanting more. As soon as that sweet goes in there, then it just is like, oh, give me more, give me more, give me more. And we've talked about that on previous episodes where it just hits those pleasure centers of your brain and you think, oh, yes, I just want to do that again and again. Yes, yes. So let's say let's say a margarita is your thing. Well, try a naked one. I think I saw on Instagram once this kind of recipe. And last year it was my thing. One ounce of good tequila, a nice tequila mixed with one ounce of lime juice, fresh squeezed lime juice, maybe even put it into a cocktail maker with some ice and uh, shake it up. And hey, presto. It is like hello sunshine. Okay, so I'm it, supposed to do this naked? It's a prerequisite. I see. So, yeah, so I'm not. I'm not sure. I get that. How does that help if I'm naked, <laughs> making drinks? How does that help with the calories? I have no I idea. I can't, even, I can't even go there to come up with something quippy. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know what to say. Oh, yeah. I remember a naked. There's a naked story. I remember when Jamie Oliver first came out. I don't with his naked chef book. Right. I don't even know how old I was like years and years ago, whenever that might have been. And I thought, I don't want to read a book of a dude that's <laughs> naked in the kitchen. What on earth is he talking about? <laughs> fast forward, a yeah. bit, you know, fast forward a million. I've met him twice. He's like my idol and everything. But <laughs> that naked chef first book of his, I was like, no. I'm not going to look at that. That's terrible. I, I, I have no idea. I can't believe they're selling I must, this. <laughs> I must have been like 16 or something like that. Just thinking, oh, this is really embarrassing for you. What are you talking about? My parents wouldn't let me go to the uh, the Bare Naked Ladies played a show at my high school years yeah. ago. And my parents wouldn't let me go. Like, no, you can't go see a, a band called the Bare Naked Ladies. That's that's <laughs> immoral. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you take words and just think that, Literally. Well, yes, it's naked. Yeah. <laughs> so on the, on the naked front, more of your naked or let's say more basic mixed drink. So like a gin and tonic. Actually, there's a new one called a gin and sonic. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So that's gin with yeah. half soda and half tonic. Okay. So and, you're cutting and, you're cutting the calories by half. You're cutting the tonic. Uh, by half, which is usually high fructose corn syrup and, you know, associated with that non-alcoholic fatty liver disease that we talked about in a previous episode. So it's a good thing, but it's actually incredibly refreshing. Vodka and soda with some lime. That's another really refreshing drink. Uh, white wine spritzer. Well, again, you have the calories and the amount of alcohol. If you need more on this, head back to when Dr. B talked to us, talked to us about what is booze doing to your body. Um, and maybe like a mimosa. That is bubbles, bubbly, whether it's champagne or Prosecco with juice. So mm-hmm. again, super simple. And probably the most simple drink is a martini, pure alcohol. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Yes, darling. <laughs> and then, of course, for generally speaking, every one ounce of booze that you have, then you need a glass of water to go along with it. I'm not sure what that is for beer, but let's say one beer, one glass of water, if you can do it. So that's how you can actually balance these things out and still feel good about yourself. Now, there are foods that taste best that are 
just not the best for you. We all know that. There's times when you break down and you go for whatever is not nailed down because you're starving and you can't think of anything else that's not going to come out of a package. I think we've all experienced that being in a supermarket at the checkout where you think, oh, those bags of what, I don't know, turtles or anything like that sitting there. That that pulls my heartstrings too because that was my mom's favorite chocolate. So I have a double whammy with those because, you know, I might have one, I don't know, once in a blue moon. But then again, it brings back that family, that, uh, you know, that nostalgic feeling. When you can't make anything fast enough, you're going to go for a package of something and you know that you're going to regret it later, but you still do it. Okay, well, I hope this episode has helped you find maybe some better alternatives and that you don't crush your self-esteem and ruin your day or your weekend. Know somebody else that loves cheat days? Well, go on, pass this on. Comment in the show notes on leannephillipson.com. Tag someone on social media because every Monday and throughout the week, I, I post about each and every episode, either Cartwrights or Leanne Phillipson handles. When you see this, tag someone on there, retweet it, share it on Facebook. Everybody can deal. Everybody can learn a little bit more about a cheat day. You can also sign up for my weekly newsletter on leannephillipson.com and spurtright.com. Now, if there was ever a time that this send-off to you was more appropriate, it's absolutely today. So cheat day or otherwise, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.